Sometimes funny, always awkward. This is a podcast about nothing and everything, especially being a hot fucking mess. My name's Maddie, and guess who's back in the studio? It's me. Hello. Grace, she's back. I have missed you so much. I missed you. I mean, we did get to see each other once in between. But as per our listeners, they don't know that. No, no. So, like, this is our first interaction since. (laughs) Let's pretend. Yeah. I mean, we're not really friends. (laughs) We really aren't. Who are you again? It's very awkward. <laughs> no, but anyway, we've missed having you in here so much. I did have a lot of fun. We had heaps of guests. Yeah, it's of new people. Like lots of people were coming through. Yeah. It's still my spot. N- but no, but nothing compares. Nothing compares. Nothing Am I going to shave my head? Com- <laughs> Get black and white. Sinead O'Connor. She's All got right. a shaved head in it. Is I that the right the artist? I have no idea. God, Are we going to fact check that? Right no, <laughs> we're not going to fact check that. We don't do that. This is not no. a factual educational podcast. No. It's all about the lols. It's all about opinions. And in my opinion, that was Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> O'Connor. <laughs> Baby brain obviously has not left. No, it hasn't. It's really bad. Oh. I keep forgetting things still. And That's I'm like, so funny. Oh. Like I lost my keys this morning. Yep. I was looking for them for like 15 minutes in the car and I've got little baby Franks on the road essentially just staring at me like an idiot like, what are you doing, lady? And I'm like, where are my fucking keys? Yeah. Yeah, still a mess. Yeah. Still a mess. I'm, I'm a hot fucking mess. Well, that's I'm why. I'm more of a mess now that I'm a mother than I was pre. Yeah, I'm just looking at this egg stain on your t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we went to um, breakfast, Maddie and I, before recording because, you know, we had to remind each other what we sound like. <laughs> and, and, like, I bit into my bacon and egg roll and exploded this perfectly runny egg onto my shirt. So, like, I ruined my shirt to reintroduce myself back into this podcast space yeah but also i lost a lot of really good egg oh you know it's a jewel issue and it was funny because like the jewel issue yeah yeah let's go the with cafe it. owners saw it and they came yeah. out and brought you some baby <laughs> wives they saw it happen because yeah. you just you just like were like maddie yeah. and we both just giggled about this running yolk down your shirt but i mean like at this point you can't fix it like no. I, we have fixed it a little bit it no. could have been a lot worse without the baby wipes so yeah. i do want to thank that cafe owner yeah. but i just thought in that moment like well i've i fucked it and I just have to accept that I fucked it. Yeah, you have to own it. Yeah. Well, there's nothing else you can do. But anyway, today, actually, mm. before we go any further, because I know that we're going to chat about it, let's talk about having a fucking baby. Ah! Because you had a baby and you did, did. you did mention Franks, but can you tell us what you had? Okay. What you've named him? Yes. Give us the details. So um, it was a drizzly Tuesday. No. <laughs> Imagine if I like blow by blow went through my birth story, like all graphic detail. Actually, that would be really fun. I actually but. think that I think the people would love that. Okay. And I think that like I have some questions from the listeners, and some yeah. of them are like asking like, "How's your vagina?" Oh. so like we'll get into those. But we tell us, tell us about your baby. So I had a baby. Yay! His name because it's a little boy. We didn't know until it was born. Um, we oh, got, that's why I forgot surprise. about that. Because for me, he's always been a, a he boy. was always a boy to yeah. us. Like the whole time that um, I was carrying him I just like always felt like it was a boy and which is interesting because like I always pictured myself with a little girl at first yeah I feel like girl like I feel like women picture themselves with the same gender and like same with men they picture themselves with sons women picture themselves with um little baby girls yeah and so I always picture myself with a little girl and then I found out I was pregnant and I just pictured myself with a little baby boy and I have my little baby boy and he's very cute his name is Francis Alexander and 
Francis is because both Tom and I's dads, middle name is Francis. I love it. So we get to honour both of them very yeah. easily. And then Alexander is named after my brother. I, I don't know that. if I've ever like shared it, but my brother passed away like 11 years ago um, when he was 18. Mm. So it's nice that I get to have a little bit of my dad, a little bit of Tom's dad, and then a little bit of my brother oh, in my little really baby boy. That's so cute. I love that. Yes. Aww. He's really cute and he honours them very well. Yeah. And we call him Francis. We also call him <sighs> what, Frank. What, Frank. Frank's. Frankie. Does he get Frankie? Yeah, he does. A lot of like... Uh, all of our family and a lot of like our family friends like calling him Frankie. Yeah. I mean, it's such a cute little nickname, Frankie. But then also Tom and I are loving calling him Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, one of our uh, like closest and dearest friends, City, yes. uh, who also we is, always, yeah, we we always talk City. about her. Yep. She's heavily involved in not just Maddie and I's life, but also Tom's. Yep. She really <laughs> embedded herself into everyone. Um, but left the country. Left, left the country. Beach. Still important, but left the country. <laughs> and still being that important, she created the nickname Frankfurt, and oh, it's such a cute nickname. I love that. Yeah. Frankfurt. Oh, baby Frankfurt. That's so cute. Okay, let me ask some questions from the listeners, because oh. I asked people um, overnight, I asked them to ask some questions for you, mm. um, and then I do have some embarrassing stories, because, you know, parenting fails are real fun. And, yeah. like, I guess this podcast is, it's kind of, it worked out in our favor that we have like very contrasting experiences in our life. You're engaged and have a baby now. Yeah. I'm severely single. And yeah. I just feel like we do talk about dating a lot. But now Sorry, that- severely single. Yeah. That's a nice way to Yeah, I've started doing that. I do like it. Because I'm actually like, and we can talk about it later, but I'm actually like so done. I'm yeah, so, right, right. Like I'm I absolutely, I hate it. I feel like it's a bit of like a carousel though. Yes. With dating, like listening to the dating world where it's like, I've got the energy, I'm enthused, I'm going to get out there. You get out yep. there and you go, fuck this, I fucking hate it, yep. I'm retreating. Yeah, that's me right now. Okay, yeah, so I'm in like the retreat. Yeah, I fucking hate dating apps. I hate everyone on them. <laughs> I, I'm i so fucking done. This is why I'm getting a dog and I'm just <laughs> going to become dog mom, staying at home and never leaving. I literally did a reel about it. Like I, I – what did I say in the text? It was like – me at home refusing to date but expecting the love of my life to find me. That's I me mean, right now. Maybe they will with the dog. Maybe. Like at the dog park. Wouldn't that yes. be an amazing meet Must you? love dogs. Hashtag must love dogs and I'll make content about it because of what course I will. What if the dog falls in love first? <gasps> like in Legally Blonde where Bruiser, Bruiser meets the love of his life? Maybe. Yes. Well, that's what I'm – because I just don't want to meet them on an app. But then could you date your child's step-parent? Yeah. Uh, father-in-law? Yeah. It's not about the dog. It's about me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm dog is my number one priority unless it comes in the way of my dating life. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. But I'm calling him Ben, maybe, I think. Ah! I'm waiting till I meet him. But if I call him Ben, what if I meet a Ben? And it's Ben and one. And it's B1 and B2. I know. It's cl- it's gorgeous. That's very, very cute. I love it. Anyway, back okay. to you. Back right, to babies. Right. Let me find some questions. I normally really pre-prepare these episodes and I write them all down. But I'm really tired. <laughs> and so I did. It's a hot mess season. <laughs> it is a hot mess season. You know? This year. Even though we've always called it a hot mess podcast, we're even more of a mess. Yeah. This, this period in our life, we're a mess. We're messy. Sorry. Has a baby, more of a mess, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you feel like you're more of an adult now or less? No. Less of an adult? No, not less. Because you're responsible for another human now. Yeah, but like, oh, you know, it just feels like you have someone watching you do all the dumb things that you do. and Yeah, yeah but he doesn't remember that. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> you know, I did um, 
I had him in my legs. Like I was like sitting upright in my bed and I had him leaning against my thighs that were together and uh, he just fell off. He just like kind of rolled on only onto the bed and oh, okay. it was like 30 centimetres. He didn't even cry. But I was just looking at him like laying on the bed like, like what's just happened? And I was like, fuck. You know, like a, a put together adult wouldn't have let that happen. I let that happen. Oh, okay. And I just feel like that's going to keep happening. Yeah, no. But he's going to be like such a resilient little child then. Well, he'll have to be. <laughs> um, okay, before I ask these questions, we need to hear the birth story. Oh, yeah, okay. Tell us about the birth. All right. Um, I'll do like a summary. Yeah. Because like, But I don't feel like skimp birth- out on the details because no. we want to know the details. But I feel like the birth story is like 25 minutes and that we don't need that. We'll do the two and a half minute one. Uh, no, split the difference. Make it at least like eight minutes. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll start the timer. No. <laughs> no, it was really, really good. I kept telling myself that the baby was just going to slip right out of me. <laughs> and I think I really like affirmed that into, <laughs> into the world because I had a relatively good birthing experience, yeah. especially being like a first time birth. Yeah. Um, Um, And so, like, the day before I gave birth, I had, like, a really relaxed day. It was super hot. I went swimming and I did heaps of walking, which apparently is really, really good to induce labor. Mm -hmm. I, because I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes, I didn't have, like, the flexibility of going over my due date. So I had an induction booked for... Monday and my due date was the Friday. Yeah. So then on Thursday, I started to really feel like I was going into pre-labor and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get induced. This is amazing. I went to the hospital to go check like how far along I was at like 9.30 on Thursday night and I was two centimeters Mm -hmm. dilated and I was like, oh, that's not as much as I thought it would be. be Yeah, I thought it would be more because I'd like had some like pains. I was like, they were they were okay and I could like work through them but I was like oh my god I'm contracting and the midwife was like no you're not you're in pre-labor you're not doing anything this is nothing yeah she was like this is nothing you need to like go home you need to sleep she was like you know some women feel like they're progressing then everything stops so just don't think about it go home to have some you time you know like the less you think about it the better yeah but you've got time and I was like oh okay and like I said, like I had had some pains. By the time I'd got home, I couldn't sit down anymore because I was oh. in so much pain when I was getting these contractions um, and I couldn't lie down so I could only walk. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, wow, like these pre-labor contractions, they're quite full on. Like, they're pretty fucking bad. This is uh, quite intense. We only got home by like 11 and I'm like essentially walking in our relatively – uh, small sized apartment on what is one of the muggiest days that we'd had in this year <sighs> and I'm like walking around like a distressed animal like I'm just walking in figure eights going uh, uh, like I'm, I'm like mooing almost <laughs> <laughs> guttural yeah it was, it was really guttural. guttural and I'm like oh this is this is quite bad and it was real. I had this like really sharp pain like it was in my back and I was like, oh, God, I don't know how I can get through this. Anyway, I, telling myself that I was in pre-labor, started panicking quite badly. Aww. And it was like two in the morning yeah. or so. And I was like crying, bawling my eyes out, crying to Tom, going, I can't do this. We're not having a baby. <laughs> we're, not, we're not having a baby. No. 
And he's like, well, we, we are. Um, it's happening whether or not you want it to. And I was like, no, no, I really, really can't do this, Tom, because if this is pre-labor, um, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to make it through. And I told myself that I didn't really want to have any, like, pain or if I was going to have any pain remedies during labor, that it would be just, like, the gas that yep. they give you. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to have an epidural. And at this point, I'm at home screaming, I want a fucking epidural. <laughs> this is fucked. I feel like it always um, happens that way. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You it's just, just gotta, like, I don't want to – I'm going to do it natural. Fuck this. Fuck off. Put the needle in my back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. And I had this really – sharp pain um in my back that I just couldn't handle so we went back to the hospital and just like for context the first time I walked into the hospital to get checked I was like checked in and I was like hi I'm here to get checked oh oh that kind of hurts this time at three in the morning or whenever I'm there and I'm walking into the hospital I'm like slowly waddling I'm stopping every 30 seconds going <laughs> like screaming and I'm meant to check in and give like this receptionist all my details and they just skip that part really go, yeah just get in get in just go in just go <laughs> yeah, in oh, okay you're in labor well. you're in labor and I yeah and I like went up to this my midwife and she was like this older woman and she her name was Julie and she snapped me out of my panic she was very um assertive I would say no bullshit and attitude no bullshit and I was like <laughs> crying going I can't do this this is fucked oh my god and she's like Grace you're panicking and you're not helping anyone but yourself you're not helping anyone you're not helping yourself you need to stop and breathe and I was like yes I do <laughs> I do, I do. And it was really good. Um, <laughs> Having that energy. Yeah, it was actually, it was amazing. I don't think I would have been able to get through it without Julie. Thanks, Julie. Shout and, out. Uh, yeah, massive shout out. And also... If I was having a girl, I was probably going to call her Julia. So I was like, this is a sign. It's a sign. Maybe it's a girl. Wasn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she really helped me. And then she checked me and I was at seven centimetres. Oh, okay. Wow. So I was like, oh, I'm in labour. 10 centimetres is the goal, right? Yeah. 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 So then I still wanted the epidural. Um, I was like, I don't care that I'm like relatively far along. Like I want this epidural. I got it and everything was blissful oh from then on yeah like it was really really nice and I was I think it was really important that I got the epidural because baby Franks was in like a very bad position to give birth yeah like they want his head facing down essentially so like the back the crown of his head the smallest part yeah is is that the crown of your head yeah yeah the crown of your head is the smallest part so that's the easiest to give birth but I was so they want his face facing your butt is that what you mean yeah 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 yeah. pointing downwards and he they want his butt like against my belly button yeah but he um wasn't that way he had his butt like facing more towards like my right hip yeah and he had his like forehead facing me his head was tilted back yeah yeah yeah. so so the fatter part of his head yeah the hardest part of the head to give birth to oh wow um so they had to turn him Oof. while I gave birth to him. So wait, did they turn him once his head was out of you or did they stick no. their hands up you? Hand wow, inside you got, of you me. got fisted. Oh, completely. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, my midwife, I had a different midwife at this point. Um, she had her hand inside of me and she'd go, yeah, yeah, he's definitely the wrong position. Yeah, that's his ear. Yeah, uh, we're going to have to turn him. Oh, he's got a lot of hair though. <laughs> giving you a play-by-play while yeah. her hand's inside you. And, like, Tom's watching the whole time and, like, while I am trying to give birth, she'd, like, pull – she'd, like, stretch me out a little bit and be like, see, that's the head, Tom. Can you <laughs> see that? Can you see it? Oh. Uh, and so, yeah, Tom was down the – like, what's the word? Like, he was down by my legs. He was yeah. watching it. 
live show. Yeah. He was heavily involved. Yeah. He did say that the hardest part to watch was I had to get um, an episiotomy, which is where they have to like plan to cut you while they're giving birth. Yeah. Because I had to get him vacuumed out at the end. Yeah. Um, so they cut your vag. Yeah, yeah, they cut me, uh, which I couldn't feel. Like, yeah. I, to me, it had no impact in the moment. But it was weird for him to see it. Tom likened it to cutting steak. Ooh. Yes. I guess you are flesh. You, you just are a piece of meat. Yeah, and uh, but he and I were both assuming when they said a cut, like, internally, we were thinking, like, oh, just, like, a little snip snip. He was like, no, Grace, the scissors are huge. Oh. And, the, like, the amount of skin, like, the amount of flesh that they grabbed to cut, he was like, I it was a lot to watch that and I was like oh yeah that's true actually like you don't regularly see that kind of stuff happen people cutting skin yeah yeah Yeah. well it was Uh. funny because I got my ears pierced the other day and I was like what's it like stabbing skin and I was like it wouldn't be that it's like a tiny needle but imagine having to fucking cut a vagina yeah so where did they cut you down to your butt uh just in front of my butt Wow. So, like, you've got my butthole and then you've got the perineum. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which we love to talk about. <laughs> yes. And I do think all of my perineum massages really helped because I didn't have any natural tearing. Okay. So I only had this one planned cut. tear, which is great, yep. or the cut. So then in terms of, like, the healing process, yep. it was really easy. Yeah. And so then they cut you. They cut me and they vacuumed, vacuumed him out. out. I, yeah, I do think the epidural was really important because... I don't think I would have been able to handle the pain of them turning him yep. without the epidural. Because yep. I could def- I could still feel it and there was pain involved when so I was giving birth. If- so if I had the full pain, I don't think I would have been <sighs> able to handle it. And his positioning was the reason why I had such sharp pains in my um, like lower back. Yep. And the type of position that he's in has a really high rate of emergency C-sections uh-huh. just because it's quite tricky. So yep. I'm really glad that I got the epidural in the end yep. because... I think it's what saved me from not needing an emergency C-section, C-section. because the recovery of that is a lot harder um, and it wasn't something that I was hoping to do. And if you have a C-section for the first birth, don't every other birth after that has to be a C-section? It's hard. Always. I, a lot of people do say that. I've got yeah. a friend at the moment who had an emergency C-section for her first and she's having a second baby and she's really gearing to have a natural birth. Yeah. I think it depends on why you're having the C-section. Yep. Okay. Um, and the healing of the first one, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, interesting. But, but it, it can really, really impact your next birth. Mm. And it's like one thing that kind of irks me about society is that they hear C-section and they go, oh, it's fine. It is what it is. And it's like, no, no, it's, it's like just as hard. major abdominal surgery. Literally slicing you open. Yeah. Like, yeah, they really underplay really what under- a like woman goes you, through, right? If you had to get like a general stomach surgery, everyone would be like, my God, that's awful. You but need C-section. six weeks at home and you can't do anything. Yeah. But a C-section, I feel like women are just expected to go on as normal after they've done that. And it's like, I think no, that that's intense. Birth in general, I just feel mm. like, because it's so common, obviously, yeah. All, like all women are most women are capable of having birth yeah. but it's just like it's just like yeah well yeah it's you not that bad deal with it deal with it get yeah. over it <laughs> and then like maybe even epidurals are sometimes frowned upon and I feel like some yes. people have to justify yes. that they had to get an epidural but it's just like if there was a way to mm. prevent intense pain fucking do, do it, it. and yeah. like let's not let's not make a woman feel bad about herself she has birth she has grown and birthed a child yeah yeah exactly let her have the fucking epidural let's yeah. not make her feel bad about it absolutely if no, there was technology yeah. to prevent cancer you'd do it yeah right yeah not be like oh don't be a wuss i do think like there's definitely um there's a hierarchy for how you've birthed and you will hear like a lot of like oh i had a natural birth oh and, like, yeah i'm better than no you. pain yeah maybe it's the women that do it 
Uh, yeah, I th- but I think it's like this society telling us what's more important and then just like because you've been ha- you've been listening to this your whole life and that's how you yeah. see things, yeah, then you put it on other women. Maybe you do it unknowingly. Internal I'm not sure. Misogyny. I'm team women, but fuck you. No. Yeah. <laughs> I had enough trauma. Yeah. No drugs. That's what I feel God. like. Yes. My labor was so good. How long was your labor in total? Uh, 12 hours. Hey, that's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, sorry. Did I just do what I was just making fun of? No, no, no. Because 12 hours is no, a long time. That's wow. No, no, no. But like in, I was expecting being a first-time birther that <laughs> it would go for longer than 12 hours. Yeah. Because um, like, yeah, a lot of a lot of first-time births can go like upwards of yeah, like my, 15 to 20 hours. I think my cousin's was like 36. Yeah. Yeah, it like can that. be really, really. But again, I, I think it really helped that I was swimming. Yes. The day before. So I think I actually had like a lot more contracting in, during the day than I realized. Yeah. Because I, I swam for like an hour and a half and walking. Anyone that's pregnant and just walk. wants to, and is about to give birth, walk that baby out. It yeah. makes a huge difference, he'll, I think. He'll flop right out. Yeah. <laughs> like like little baby Frank's. <laughs> and he came on his due date, which I Yay! just think is crazy. So he was one on the 28th. 28th yeah. of no 27th wasn't it no it is the 27th i keep getting it wrong <laughs> oh i did this the other day no it's okay well. baby brain it's fine 27th of january was yes. his birthday and so he is an aquarius yes oh. he's an aquarius i have no idea what star signs mean but yeah no i don't know either but my mum's an aquarius oh that's nice yeah so he has a link with mum too yeah so yeah. dad brother and mum. Yeah. he's oh. born a week before my mum's born oh that's lovely yeah okay are you ready for, for some questions from okay. the from yes. the listeners i did have one lady amanda was like i love hearing birthing stories oh so do you go amanda yeah so they i reckon they would have loved that okay okay um how's your vagina doing you know post birth a lot easier than i thought it would be really yeah i've had it i had like a really breezy time um you can't like put soap anywhere near your vagina or your butthole Um, after birth after birth i found out that you shouldn't soap your vagina ever not inside oh yes yeah yeah yeah. but even the outside Oh, you can't because you can't sweet. risk it going into your stitches. Oh, um, so if you na- no, even if you naturally tore, if you didn't have any tearing, you probably could put soap down there. But I couldn't. Yeah, for stitches for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. That was quite wild. So you just had to have natural odor, natural vag cleaning, just smell. water. Yeah, oh, just lots water. of water. And the other thing is like you can't wipe, you can't like rub. Oh, down so how there, did you go to the toilet. Just had a little dab. Yeah, pat dry and water. Or just like a, or just like a little wiggle. A yeah, wiggle on the toilet. <laughs> lots of showers. <laughs> lots of lots showers. Lots of showers. And also the real like, so you don't poop after you give birth, right? I should probably stop clicking that. What do you mean afterwards? So like you're just naturally constipated for oh, a see. few days after you yeah. give birth. Yeah. Um, and you've probably like shat a lot while you're giving birth. Anyway. Yeah, was so actually, that's another question. Up. Nicole asked, "Did you poop during birth?" Uh, Tom says yes. Oh. My midwife said no. Oh. I don't know who to believe. I Probably like, Tom. I would believe Tom. <laughs> He's going to be honest. The yeah. midwife's just trying to make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But, <laughs> so you poo during birth, but then you were constipated for a few days. Yes. Okay. So like you, you just don't poop for a few days. So that was kind of good because you can't be wiping yep. as well. So it works out. Works out. And then so with the we- with peeing, you just like pat dry a little yep. bit. Um, but it's very sore and tender and you're not getting in there like you would normally um and i just kept thinking to myself i'm having showers to get rid of any excess urine and also i'm wearing adult nappies <laughs> so like if i'm weighing myself well, it's fine you know we don't judge weighing yourself here yeah not on this pod 
I am weighing myself <laughs> when I sneeze. It's really bad. Oh, yeah, so it's gotten worse because you and I, Lee, because oh, already... it's gotten worse. <laughs> no, it's really bad. And so, like, I'll be now I'm like sitting on the couch, right? And I'm, I'm, it's feeding, just a week I'm feeding Francis, and I can feel myself sneezing, and I try so hard. <laughs> But unless I can physically cross my legs, I am not holding in any weight. And Annie, it's like a full puddle. Awfully. Oh, I've now wet the couch multiple times. And like one point I like I wasn't feeding Francis when it was happening. So I like stood up as I went to sneeze and I just like dripped urine down my legs. And I'm like, this is fucked. Yeah, it gets worse. It, it gets, gets worse. worse. I need to do so many pelvic floor exercises. And I, one of the doctors that I saw was like, it's really important to do your pelvic floor exercises. Not for now. You're a young woman. You don't need them now. But Liar. when you're older, Liar. This, is gonna, this is what will stop incontinence. And I was like, later. 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 Yeah. Later. You, and, you and I both don't have good bladder control. <laughs> no. And now you've had a baby, it's worse. Yes. Oh, your poor couch. I know. You're going to have to be one of those people that have that plastic covers. You know, like in the old movies. Yes. They, I think you might need to invest in that. Or is there a company out there that does like, you know how you can get mattress protectors? Yeah. Squirtopia. We've talked about them before. No, but under the cushion. Oh. So like, you know, it's like hidden. No oh, one so knows. nobody knows that you're incontinent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the world knowing that I'm weighing on my couch. Maybe you just need to continue wearing your adult nappies. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, let me, let actually, me. I have been wearing um, period undies. Yeah, and they're so good. when I sneeze. Well, they're for incontinence too. Yeah, so when I sneeze and I'm wearing the period undies, I'm like, oh, let wow. me get you a couple of muddy bodies. We'll get a discount code. That's who I've been we using. I've yeah, been wearing muddy the bodies. They're the best. They're yeah. my favorite. Okay, Leonie has asked, mm. did the nurse appreciate the Brazilian wax? Oh. Uh, no, no one brought it up. Oh, damn it. Except I appreciated it. Good, it was just for you. Good. Yes. And that's what sh- how it should be. I realised. Would it have been better for the recovery of the cut and stuff? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think, like, I had, like, such a th- – I had, like, such a thing happening down there. Like, there was a lot of hair. And the idea of not being able to clean it with soap yes. for oh, two I see, weeks, I, see. I think. And also, like, you're bleeding a lot and I yeah. would have gotten blood stuck through it. Yeah. Um, so I do think it made it a lot easier in my recovery and I'm yeah. really glad I did it. But yeah, no one no Nobody one, said anything. No. Consulted no obstetrician was like, Great vagina doll. It's looking well, good. I mean, it's pretty they don't know that you have a seventies bush twenty four seven before that. Unless and they like, listen to the podcast. A lot of exactly. And like, what are the chances? And a lot of ladies do I know. A lot of ladies do have bald vaginas. Yes, it is. So it more probably common. was like not uncommon for it to be bald. Yes. To be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they weren't shocked. Yeah. It was, it was they had no opinion. I mean, I find it quite funny, this is so unrelated but kind of related. Like mm. in Game of Thrones, whenever there was like full frontal nudity, like they didn't have bushes because nobody have bushes this day. Like would they have to wear a wig? It's because nobody has hair. Oh. Like if you get laser enough, yeah. it'll never grow back. But when is Game of Thrones set in? Medieval times. They wouldn't have had fucking laser. They wouldn't have shaved it. It would have been bushy. They don't have electricity, but they are shaving <laughs> their vaginas. They are bald. Yeah, interesting. And oh has, has she started growing back? Yes, she has. Nice. Lush. And I'm doing my um, normal routine whenever yeah. I do get a Brazilian. I tell myself that I'm not going to let it grow out like I and did then last did. time. And I keep looking at it growing more and more and more. And I go, oh, i got to fix that. Oh, i got to fix that. I'll never fix it. Can I tell you a story about my pubic hair? <laughs> I discovered a new hair removal cream that's for your genitals. Oh, I love hair removal cream. And for I that. decided to try. Well, normally, like ages ago when I was younger, it was like not marketed for pubic hair. No, it's like only for your legs 
Yeah. Not even armpits, I don't think. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. just legs. Yeah. But I found this new one from Priceline and I have to remember what the brand was called. And I was like, I'm going to try this because I do get laser, but I haven't gone for a little while. I, I missed my last appointment and I just haven't rebooked it. Yeah. So she's been growing out. But I decided to try this new hair removal cream. And I just did a test patch the other day, like just on the top part of the like where the pubic bone is. And the greatest thing about it is that when it grew back, I didn't have any like itchiness or ingrowns because that's the worst thing about shaving. Yes. Is it gets itchy. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is going to be so great. So I decided to try it on the rest of my vagina Mm -hmm. and I did it the other day and I did my whole vagina and I kind of just like did the top Mm -hmm. and like not inside the lips and I did it and it was great and it all came off. And so then I was like, oh, I should do inside the labia. I know where this is going. Yeah. So I like sat on my, so I'd already done one session that night and I should have stopped there. Mm -hmm. I should have Mm -hmm. stopped there. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to... um, open up my lips sit on the ground and do it on the inside yeah and so I decided to leave it on there you meant to leave it on for like three minutes I left it on for five I have not been able to walk properly yeah for like a week I think she's just recovered because it actually burns it burns like and not not in the sense of I've also done that I like (laughs) using hair removal cream as a good option and I would just I would buy hair removal cream that was for like coarse hair for your legs and it would say leave it on for three minutes you leave it on for 18 exactly and let it burn away at that hair and I put it on the inside of my lips once as well and I like got a mirror to check my lips afterwards because they were so pained yeah and it actually removes layers of skin like it's so tender when that happens especially because this type of cream it's like normally like they give you like a spatula and you're meant to just scrape it off Mm. this one no you're meant to get like a, a washcloth and you like buff it off and that's what removes the cream and so to in order for oh. me I'd ha- I actually had to use some friction from a washcloth oh, to no. get the cream off and to get the hair off and it was so painful and so like I am going to continue using this cream only on the on top the part yeah. on the outside because it doesn't get itchy mm-hmm. but the labia is either going to just be continue having blonde whiskers yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I, mean, I will shave looking it there? well I mean I don't know why I did it I just felt like I would feel better about myself if my vagina was bald I wasn't Do going you? to see anyone I just wanted to shave <laughs> do you feel better? Well, not no, because oh, <laughs> it's fucking red and burnt. Did you use it on your butthole? Yes. Because it's really good for your butthole. So good. And I have a hairy butt. Yeah, I feel like I have a hairy butt as well. I yeah. remember once I got a wax. Um, I don't know if I've told this story. I got a Brazilian once and I like came home and I was like, Tom, look. And I like did like a little presentation <laughs> trying to make it a little bit sexy. Yeah. Like, I'm all bald. Look at me. And then I like fully turned around and presented my butthole to him. <laughs> I was like, that's also done. And I'm like very vulnerable showing off my butthole. And he starts laughing. And I'm like, why it's are still you hairy. laughing at me? Yeah, the woman hadn't waxed above the butthole. And he was <gasps> like, you have a little, like a bunny rabbit tail. Yeah, he was like, you've got this perfectly waxed butthole. Except for oh, the top. What a dickhead. Why wouldn't she do all of it? I don't know. Maybe she, I, don't, oh. I honestly have no idea. But he was like, it's like a welcome mat. <laughs> A landing strip for your butthole. Yeah, and then he was like, it's a mistletoe. Anyway, it was... <laughs> I yeah. love that. You don't want to be laughed at when you're... <laughs> when you're, when you're exposing your butthole. No. Yeah. Well, that's my thing with laser hair removal. When they do my like my bikini area, they only do like a, an inch away from my groin. But my, Brazil, my bikini yeah. area goes longer than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come Just on. Just do all the black hair. Because yeah. obviously like the, my leg hair is like blonde, blonde. Mm. And that stuff's like dark brown. So I'm yeah. just like, just do all of it. You, you can asshole. tell the difference. Bastards. I know they are. They just want money from me. Then they whisper at you like, "Do you want your butthole 
hold on. And I'm like, I, you don't have to whisper. You're looking at my labia. <laughs> yes, do my asshole. We're past that point. Yeah. You think I'm embarrassed? <laughs> You're looking at my clit. Zap away. All right, let me ask some more questions. Um, a lot of people just saying congrats. Congratulations. Aww. So happy for you. Not a question, but I hope that you and your little family are happy and healthy. Aww, Got lots of you. love. A lot of people just saying, how are you? We don't care about the baby. How are you, Grace? I'm good. You feeling good? Yeah, I do feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I think the recovery was yeah nicer than I expected it to be. Yes. How's the sleep deprivation? So he's actually like quite a good sleeper. Oh, fuck yeah. Thanks, uh, Franks. I know. Frank, I feel like Thanks, I shouldn't Franks. say this. Because then you'll stop it. being a good sleeper. Yeah. No, some babies are like babies are born not knowing night and day, so it's like a luck of the draw if your baby has their long sleeps during the day or if they have them at night time. Yeah. So we did nothing but Frank just knew to sleep during night time. How clever! Yes, he he's knows. a good baby. We love it. Yeah. Abby says, um, "Did your cervix soften like your mantras said?" Yes, it so, did. So I think like well, so for your cervix to soften, that's like you going into labor. So I think the fact that I had my baby on my due date and I didn't it. have to get induced, I manifested it, Abby, looking <laughs> at my cervix being softened every day in my house. <laughs> Really, yes. Really changed and the game. Did you make it like a hypnobirth? Did you have stuff playing, or uh, that was just no, in prep? No, no. So it, I was meant to. Right. I was meant to like. I think if I'd gotten induced, I would have had that style where yeah. like everything was planned. Yeah. But because I was like in a full state of panic, then there was when no, I got to the hospital, it was just get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And like essentially, like I got in, I was screaming, had the epidural. By the time I had the epidural, I was at nine centimeters. Yeah. So I was only in the hospital for like three hours, four hours before I was pushing to give birth. So if I'd had a longer labor, I probably would have done the hypno stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, didn't do any of that. Wasn't calm no, at all. No, Did you scream a lot? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, again, like the, the screen, the like guttural responses just... that I was having with the contractions and I couldn't sit. So actually when we were driving to the hospital, oh. I we don't live very far from the hospital. Yeah. We live like... What hospital did you go to? We went to Royal Prince of oh, Alfred. Yeah. Yeah, um, we, like, Tom and I live, like, probably a six-minute drive if there's no yeah. traffic. But I can't sit down, again, because of the way that Frank was sitting. Yeah. It was so painful in my pelvis. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I get into the car and I look at Tom and I'm like, I'm going to make some noises and, like, I know it's going to be distracting sorry and I'm like holding the um like handle thing in the car and I'm like lifting myself off the chair because I don't want to put any pressure on my butt yeah and I'm just screaming the whole way in the car like Like really really yeah back. yeah Yeah. I'm essentially mooing yeah it was a very um painful shocking car trip for poor Tom I know because I can only imagine like as the partner like you're completely helpless yeah. and your partner's in so much pain. It would mm. be so hard to watch. It is a, like they mentioned that in the birthing classes yeah. as well. And it's something that like, I don't think is thought about for birthing partners no. and something that they should prep themselves for. Because even him watching you and being down that, you know, the business end and watching it all happen. Like, yeah. and he literally is helpless. He just has to yeah. watch someone else give help you. Yeah. Like that would have been really tough for him. It's very tricky. And I think if you like, because the other thing is, Normally when you're seeing someone in pain, you would then like empathize with the pain and then you would get emotional, you would get upset. 
if you're getting emotional upset you're just making it during, worse. yeah during that time you're going to make it worse so you've got to be able to like keep a good face keep supporting your partner it definitely takes a lot of prep work yeah so like both of you can't be panicking you have no. to be stoic and yeah. strong yeah, yeah, yeah. like a man holding them tears yeah 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 Aww. like i don't want it to come across like yeah, like you're a man, be careful, be like strong, but yeah. you're a birth partner, be strong. Yeah, you're a birth partner, be strong, <laughs> exactly, because it's not always the men who are the partners. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, some of these questions have already been answered. Sarah has asked for you to share the best moment you've had and the worst moment you've had since becoming a mum. I don't know if I can think of like the best moment. It's all great. Yeah, it's all really, really good. Like, it's just so nice to look at him. I think he smiled at <laughs> but me he's just farting. Yeah, he might just – he's <laughs> at a state – like, six weeks is where you might get a smile. Yeah. Um, and I think he smiled at me yesterday. I was, like, singing, like, words to him being, like, little baby Francis, <laughs> looking at him, and he just, like, started smiling Aww. at me. And I was, oh, I could cry thinking about it. It was really, really cute. Yeah. Um, so I think he started smiling and I'm going to take it as a smile and I think that's my best moment at the moment. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, my baby's Yay. smiling. Um, the worst moment, I have had a bit of a tricky time with breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, like I'm no longer breastfeeding straight to him. I'm expressing through a pump because yeah. I've got like different shaped nipples yes. and so it has made breastfeeding a little bit tricky. And while I was trying to just exclusively breastfeed from my boob, there were a lot of tough moments yeah. where like he wasn't getting the food that he needed and yeah. he was getting really upset on my yeah. boob yeah. and then he's crying so I I'm would start crying, crying. <laughs> and I would just be sitting there going, I can't do it, I this is fucked. Um, that was probably one of the That would moments. be really tough. Yeah. you're yeah. like, you're rejecting my baby, my yeah, milk. This yeah. is what I'm meant to be doing. No, I can feel that. Yeah, yeah, it can be really frustrating. Oh, well. Yes. Um, let's keep me lots of people asking if you pooed. Yes. Um, did you poo or wee? Welcome back. Lots of people just Oh, I don't know if I weed. Oh, you know what? I had a catheter because I had an epidural. Oh yeah. So when you have an epidural, you, you have a catheter, catheter because How you can't good. stand up to pee. Oh there you go. Yes. What did you do with the placenta? Oh, nothing. Good. So um actually when the obstetrician like got the placenta out, she lifted it up and Tom and I went. Ooh, like looking at it, uh, it's really quite intense to look at it's, it. It's flat, right? Because it yeah. sits on the edge of the uterus. Yeah. It looks like an organ, though. Like, yeah. oh, like an organ, just... but also like a stingray. Yes. It's flat. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> it's it's quite, yeah, it's quite ugly. And so Tom and I were making these like really like ooh, faces. And the obstetrician was like, oh, we need to do some checks on the placenta. But if you want it back, just let a midwife know and like we'll organise that. And Tom and I immediately were like, oh, no, 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 no throw it away. People eat it. Yeah. So or you, they put, you can put it, it into capsules. So um, get it dehydrated uh, and then put it into capsules. My friend was telling me that she kept her placenta and planted a tree on it. I don't know if I would be a placenta-keeping woman, but if I was, yeah. that's what I would do because yeah, it would like be amazing that. for the tree. Because it's it's like now giving growth to the tree. Yeah, and she can take her son and be yeah. like, this is your tree, it's from you. Yeah, I think that's very cute. The placenta helped gave you nutrients and now it's giving this tree nutrients. Yeah. That's beautiful. I do think that's very nice. Like Maybe that. the next one I'll do that. Yeah, okay. Sucks to suck, Francis. You don't get a tree. <laughs> well, actually, my, my, my cousin just had um, – his second baby yeah. and I was talking to his fiance and she got like a pregnancy shoot for the first baby oh, yeah. and then I'll, she was gonna wasn't gonna get one for the second baby and I was like he's gonna grow up and like really hate that because <laughs> as a second child as a middle child I know that I would get jealous 
because that's yeah. that I that I think that's just second baby energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because first baby got everything. Yes. So like you just have to do it. I do keep Sucks thinking like yeah, I do keep thinking about this second baby and like I refuse to buy any new stuff for that second baby. Well, when I why would you though? If you've already got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. They're gonna be a hand me down kid. And but I also think like all of the presents that people have bought Francis. Yeah. They wouldn't buy for a second baby because it's no. like you only buy like you only get presents when you have your first baby because it's like you're entering this new phase. Well, that's why you have a baby shower. You're meant to only have it for the first for the baby. first one. Honestly, second babies. Why not? It's like my mum actually. Because you're the second I'm, child. I'm a second yeah. child, yeah. And my mum said to me, uh, I'm holding baby Frank, and she's like, you'll never feel the high that you'll feel after having your first baby. There's nothing like when you have your first child and you get that rush, like it's a feeling that like, oh, I wish that I could feel again, but it's just crazy. And she was like, it was beautiful what she was saying. And in the moment I was like, yes. And then I looked back and I went, wait a second. Wait, hang on. I'm your second kid. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't feel this with me. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. No wonder I've always felt like you didn't love me. (laughs) I know where I stand now, mom. Now I truly know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Last question, I guess, because the majority of them are fairly similar most people just asking you about your brazilian and most people asking if you pooed they are the most important things um, well how's tom doing he's doing well loves being a dad yeah how's he handling it all he's back at work now though right? he is but yeah. he has flexibility of doing some work from home yeah. days so he gets to spend a couple of days at home seeing him uh which is really nice but yeah he really really likes oh, it oh good yeah okay and last question uh lisa has asked she's just a cat mom at the moment but she's thinking of getting a human would you recommend yeah nah i love it <laughs> i absolutely love it but i will say i have always wanted kids yeah like since i was a child my mum said to me it's so funny you always said when you're a kid that you were going to have babies and you were going to have your first baby by 26. Mm-hmm. And here I am, 26, and I have my You're baby. 26. I am. When did that happen? November. Oh, I think you turned 25. <laughs> no, 26. Oh. I can be 25. <laughs> 26, wow, 26. you predicted it. Yeah. Oh, so, I love that. Yes. Well, if we go by that, then I'm having kids too because when I was a kid, that's all I thought about was having babies. Oh, really? Yeah. But then it dropped off when you started getting older. I think my last relationship was very hard for me. And mm. I think that it was during that relationship that I was like, well, it's hard to care for this human. Yeah, I can't care for another one. And so yeah. I think I've kept that mentality. But I have said before that my, my mind can be changed. Yeah. I mean, with yeah. the right person. I think it's tricky. Like I, I have quite young siblings and every time I would like take care of them, I'd be really tired after I took care of them. But I loved it. It's different. I loved every second. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like... I'm an incredibly lazy person. Yeah. So the back of my mind was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle having a baby because I'm really lazy. Yeah. And you can't not do things for a baby, but I want to do them. And it's not an issue anymore. I'm still really lazy with myself. Yeah. Like even with this baby. But But for for him, him, I'll do everything and I'm okay with doing it. Yeah. I feel like in this modern age where like it's not as taboo to not want children. Yeah. I feel like don't have a child just because. because. Like I feel like if you're like on the fence – then it's probably a no. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I for, it's always been a really easy choice for me because I always knew inherently yeah. that I wanted to have children and, like, I've just always felt that, like, yearn. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't absolutely want this baby, fuck, they are a headache. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you want 100% in, then <laughs> you're probably, it's probably not it's the gonna right choice. It's going to be really hard. Yeah. And, like, life is really fun when you get to do whatever you want 
however you want. I'm actually really nervous to get my dog because I'm like, I'm going to have to stay at home all the time. People ask me to go out and I'm like, I can't. I have a dog now. I know. You know, it is it is kind of like that. Like when I when I got my cats, the biggest thing was that like I couldn't stay out. This is when I was like a party girl. Yeah, um, couldn't stay out late. I couldn't stay out till like heaps late, or I would sometimes. And then like my poor cats wouldn't get fed till three in the morning, <laughs> and I was like, oh, these poor kittens. Yeah. And then, but they really settled me down, and I was like, no, I got to be home and feed my cats. Yeah. Or like I couldn't like. It's a good excuse to get home. It is a good excuse, but I used to when I was younger go out, and if it was too hard for me to get home, I just like kick on yeah. till the next day or stay at people's houses yeah I couldn't do that anymore yeah and I just like felt bad if I wasn't spending time with my cats dogs I feel like need a lot more of your attention so you need to be with them all the time yes but you do have more flexibility you can take them places yes well I'm my dog is going to be a handbag dog mm. but I also I'm just really concerned about him having separation anxiety mostly for my neighbor's sake because yep. I live in an apartment I really don't want him to be a howler yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm gonna have to really train it in him which means I am gonna have to leave my house so he gets used to it yes so I will we're gonna finish up with a story oh, okay. I did a call out for some parenting fail moments mm. um we did chat too long for the Q&A so I'm only going to share one but I really loved learning about your birthing story and yeah, I'm sure sorry, everyone else did. Time. No, it's, it was important. It was important that we did. Um, okay, so this is a, a story from, I want to say Sarah because it doesn't have the H. Oh, okay. It could be Sarah. She has shared a story about being a mum that you might enjoy okay. you love. <laughs> my husband and I, and I just for contents have to say that I'm speaking in the first person but this is not my story. Do you know I shared a story on my Instagram the other day about the roller coaster boob and everyone thought it was my story, but they're like, Maddie, you don't have big boobs. And I was like, I'm reading off a laptop. <laughs> everyone thought it was my story, but do you know what? I was fine to take it. I was embarrassed. Wasn't embarrassed. I was like, yeah, I'll take that story. It's funny. Yeah. Okay. My husband and I have an almost two-year-old and she has unfortunately brought gastro home from daycare on multiple occasions. This one time my hubby was tending to her on the couch while I was standing in the kitchen <laughs> I thought I was in the clear and I mistakenly trusted a fart. No. I, pro <laughs> I projectile shat straight onto the floor. It somehow <laughs> bypassed my underwear. <laughs> the, the force of it literally made a splattering sound on the ground, which grabbed my husband's attention and we stared at each other for a few seconds before he broke into hysterical laughter and insisted on taking photos of me. It was unforgettable. <laughs> My favorite was her just like bypass the underwear. underwear. Just like she trusted the fart and just projectile <laughs> shat on the tiles in the kitchen. Oh my god. So you can expect that. No control over your bladder, but also mm. your kid's gonna bring home gastro from daycare. <laughs> they are. They are. I love that. I remember when my little sister started going to daycare and I was living there at the time. Everything. We were always so sick. Yeah, you always get the illnesses. They are breeding grounds. Yeah, My God. Sickly, sickly little things, yes. <laughs> little creatures. And, oh, and when they're heat snotty. Yes. And they sound like this. <laughs> and they like come to I try know. and touch you and they want to kiss you with this get, hanging oh, out. Oh. And I, see, for me, like I cannot, I can't, like if I have like a tiny little booger in my nose, I want to pick it out. I don't know how they ha like have the the no awareness of the crust and yeah. the boogers. Yeah. They have no awareness of None it. None whatsoever. And it's, I, I need that disgusting. confidence. <laughs> and I, when I was like, I was holding my little sister once and she sneezed in my mouth when she was sick. <laughs> uh, so, and actually she was holding Francis the other day and he started sneezing and she was 
like, oh, don't let him sneeze near me. I won't have that. And I was like, well, you know what? You fucking sneeze in my mouth, so deal with it. This is karma. It's karma. It's coming around. Batch. Big circle for you, bitch. But not with the swear words because she's nine. So, like, <laughs> G-rated. Just in my head. <laughs> That's all I have for you, Grace. Oh. This is a cute little episode to catch up with you. Welcome back to the studio. Thank you. We have missed you dearly. I've missed it. All right. We love you all. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.